Hey everyone, and welcome to the very first 88 podcast in conversation with. My name is Ryan Cheng, and I'm the founder of the 88. And before I introduce my first guest, I would just like to say a massive thank you from the team here at the 88 to all of you. We've only been running the 88 for a couple of months now, and the rate at which the community has grown, the rate at which the submissions have come in, and the rate at which all of you have responded to these stories is absolutely humbling. And when we started, we didn't think we'd get this sort of reaction. And so from all of us, a massive thank you to all of you. And we hope that you continue to engage with the content and enjoy the stories we're sharing and that are being told. Now, the very first guest on In Conversation With is a great mentor and friend of mine, Leo Sparandeo. He's a videographer and photographer from Israel who works out of Paris. He's done a wide variety of work with different NGOs, most notably in Africa. He runs the People of Photography Project, which you can find on Instagram, and has had just a variety of work published with different organizations, including National Geographic. And during this podcast, we talk about a wide variety of subjects, including his own personal journey, his process, he provides advice for young creatives and even talks about the top three bands and musicians he's listening to at that very point in time. So it was a really insightful, really great conversation. He's someone I admire greatly, so I hope that all of you enjoy the very first In Conversation With podcast. Please welcome Leo Sparandeo. So maybe when we like, just to recap so that I have it in my head, Sure. like maybe tell everyone how you like started and the process of like starting to getting to where you are now. Well, I'm from Israel originally. I was born and raised in Israel. And when you turn 18, you have to go to the army for three, three years. Uh, it's what everybody does in Israel. And so that's what I did. And after the army, I was looking for my first job. And I found a job as a grip for a news cameraman in Jerusalem. And I did that for three years. Learned uh, the profession, you know, uh, very stressful, you know, uh, early mornings, late nights, editing. So you kind of touch everything in that field. That was the beginning. It started with news. I did some weddings also. <laughs> you do what you need to do We've in the beginning. Been, <laughs> you do what you need to do. But actually, I, I told you before that I think um, news and weddings are the perfect, uh, the perfect background for this job. Because, yeah. uh, you know, in, in weddings, you, you have the, the worst bosses, which are <laughs> groom and the bride. Yeah. Okay, people with no experience, they don't know, they think they know what they want, but they have no idea. Yeah. You work a long, a really long day, Um, stressful, indoor, outdoor, night, uh, morning, you have all the conditions, the light conditions, that you have to be good with people, it's everything you need for the profession. Yeah. And I found it really ironic, you know, it's so far from what I want to do, but at the same time, uh, helpful. Yeah, after the wedding, I uh, joined uh, 
a channel that were based in Israel to do like uh, more documentaries um, it was uh, they aired on uh, ABC family in America and I was even nominated for an Emmy daytime Emmy it was it was before my time yeah <laughs> <laughs> it was before my time uh, but it really it really didn't change anything it wasn't like a big break or, or anything like that when you work for a platform you're you know you're theirs yeah you just become <laughs> part of the organization yeah, you, you become part it's not it's not who you are or your yeah. uh product or not product but your brand yeah it's there yeah and and then after a while after i had enough uh experience and tools and also courage i took the freelance path working already for almost 10 years in that field making you know friends and and knowing people um it, it wasn't hard to adjust because people already know you and now you have a lot of time uh in your hands yeah so so jobs kept coming in yeah. and you have to sift through to take the jobs you the want mark. to you want to do yeah and you know yeah i think it's interesting maybe for some background about how we connected yeah we talked about this before <laughs> um maybe it was like a year and a half ago yeah. I, I liked some of your people of instagram photos and i shared them with like my audience mm. and i think you messaged saying thanks or whatever and then we just hit it off from there and you like read my writing and and now we are working together on some stuff and yeah i think you you said when we were talking about all that that you were late onto the social media kind yes. of the platform and mm -hmm. the avenues, but how much has tapping into social media changed the way that you work and also the reach in terms of the people that you can show mm -hmm. your content to? I was late for, for two reasons. One, I was, I was dissing the, the, the social media, <laughs> you know, I, I thought I'm this big photographer and, and my, my work needs to be on a, in a museum and not in a, yeah. in a social media. And that is just, the stupid arrogant ego <laughs> i think now i think that but also because i was attached to a channel and to to a platform so it wasn't really my my work i wasn't the only owner of my work um but then when i became a freelance i i decided to to use social media uh you know to kind of stop chasing after editors and stop begging for people to publish my my work i said okay if it's not getting published at least i'll publish it yeah and that's what i started to do and and i was amazed i was amazed because i didn't first of all i didn't expect so many people to care about what i do yeah and and i didn't expect the reaction to be so big um and then 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 we met i think it was pretty much the beginning of the of the, of the, the people process. Of, of the Instagram. Yeah. For me. Actually, um, I think you're right. I remember, I remember now when I saw your photo, I was like, this guy must be huge. And then I looked at the numbers of you and I was like, yeah. what, how can you only have <laughs> a couple hundred? And, and now obviously yeah. you're like, you're huge. Yeah. You know, the following it, it's is huge. Growing. I'm, I'm really glad it's growing, but I'm, I'm even more happy that people are not just fans or they're not, my, my followers are not really blind followers they care about the content yeah they read the description they read the, 
the stories of the photos mm-hmm. and they they engage and I love that because in a way we are we have a community yeah you know so you've done you've done huge like huge projects and obviously you know I'm a big fan of your projects you've done so obviously each project is named people of something so it's people of drought people of albinism mm. and you've traveled to different countries like Uganda and, and Malawi and Nepal and stuff where has which country has struck you the most the people of Uh, project came uh, I mean started in Nepal because I was sent to cover the aftermath of the the earthquake in 2015 which was exactly three years ago today to the date <laughs> um, my timing my timing is excellent so. <laughs> you knew <it. laughs> and first of all I, I wasn't ready for it um, I wasn't ready for such a big uh, experience, you know, to cover such a thing. Uh, you come, there's no electricity, no water. Everyone is sleeping on tents because they're afraid to go up uh, to the buildings again. And I was, I was shocked, but I, I managed uh, to work under pressure. And I started shifting To the local people, you know, I came with like the rescue teams and, and the Israeli army was there, so I covered that also. And, but as time went by, you understand that the locals who were there, who just experienced that and lost family members, but still resilience and, and you know, picking up the, the pieces to build their nation from scratch, they are the real story here and not this foreign western who is coming to save them but coming for just few weeks and gonna go you know still people there living in in temporary shelters let's say this way the news will cover an event uh, when it's new they don't keep covering it yeah even if the need is is huge yeah you know we're seeing in the in Haiti and the Philippines and everywhere And, and, and I really wanted to, to focus on that. I really wanted to give voice to these people who, who, who seems to not have a voice. Yeah. And so it started in Nepal. And there wasn't any reaction, but I, I still kept going. I still did another one in, in, in Senegal. And then I did another one in, uh, in Greece about the Syrian refugees. And I called that people of nowhere since they yeah. I, I thought it fit, and that went really wild with national geographic and that what makes this a series, you know yeah. because uh suddenly the other one get much more uh audience too, like the ricochet of of people of nowhere yeah, yeah. went to all the other projects. the other projects, and this is why it's also important to do things, even if people don't see it, yeah. In your brief break, people will see all Everything. of your work, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I just kept, kept doing it. And then it, didn't, it wasn't just a video series. It became also the Instagram and photography and, and a concept and a way of doing things, yeah. I think. Yeah. So which project sticks out to you the most? Which impacted you the most? Um... Wow, it's, it's, it's really hard because I have a, a place in my heart for each of the projects. Yeah. But I think that the People of Nowhere was one of the really the striking uh, projects. Also because of my background, because I, I was born in Israel, Syria and Israel are, you know, quote, 
uh, in a war or, or don't share any diplomatic ties at all. Yeah. Um, I can't go there. They can't, can't go to Israel and we're neighbors. And suddenly seeing Syrian people, meeting them, telling them I'm from Israel, uh, yeah. you know, start having like a personal uh, and also seeing their their crisis, seeing their, their you know, shouting for, for help. And while all the world is so busy about the political of it, you know, the, the right and left, to bring yeah. them to Europe, don't bring them to Europe, ISIS, not ISIS, all of that, <laughs> I find myself um, looking them in the eyes and seeing, like, children, seeing, like, old people coming, running away from the war. Uh, as someone who grew up in this geographic place, I know that people don't leave their home with no reason. Yeah. I know how much Middle Eastern people, they care about the land. Yeah. They care about where their house is, is, and they really had to go. It's not they're just going on a trip to Europe on a, on a boat that <laughs> on a might boat drown. Yeah. You know? And, and that was hard. That was hard. And I, I feel proud to represent um, this community. And and together with the with the personal background, I feel even again I, I wasn't born to hate them, but I was born to a different reality yeah. and a different connection. And to get messages from Syrians who tell me how much they they like what they see and how much it helped them. And also, it was before the time before everybody started doing like projects about the Syrian refugees. So it yeah. was it was huge and it was. Yeah. There's, there's yeah. something really different, right, about, like, looking the person in, in the eyes For sure. rather than seeing them struggle on the news. Mm. I think, you know, when I went to Africa, it was, I was, like, I was scared to go to Africa because all I saw was what I saw in the news mm. and, you know, like, Boko Haram in Nigeria and, yeah. like, you know, like, like slums and, and gangs and all that sort yeah. of stuff. But then when you go to, like, a township in South Africa and... and and you go into someone's house and you share a meal with them, that's so different, mm-hmm. you know, and breaking that barrier. So I guess what, when you first start these projects, what do you find is the best way to break that barrier? Because obviously you're an outsider mm-hmm. coming in. Yes. You're different culture, different life. And, and some people, I remember when we were, me and my friend are traveling through the slums of um, South Africa, people, some were angry that we were there, you mm. know, and they felt that why couldn't they have the life that we had? Yes. So for you as as a person whose job is to not pry, but to kind of provide insight, mm-hmm. what what do you find the best way to break that down? First of all, I, I totally agree. Before I went to Africa, I felt the same. It was just like, you know, a big place, far away, dangerous, uh, you know, all these words. But in fact, it's it's the middle of the world, <laughs> like literally in, in the map. Yeah. Huge continent, bigger than the US and China and Europe together. <laughs> and the size, 54 countries. History that we can never dream of. And, and I was amazed. I, I was amazed. And I think the first thing to do is not, is not necessarily about the, the photos. It's about building access. You know, inside access is the most important for me. Like, without access, you can't do anything. Because if you're not invited, yeah, I mean, there is a limit to what you can do. 
and I want to be inside. You know, a lot of my photos, you see the the person looking at me. Yeah. You know, I I'm I'm in the other side of the camera, yeah. looking right at him. Yeah. And for me, it's it, it's important not just because I love it as a style, but also because um because he's looking at the viewer. He's not only looking at me. Yeah. I can pass that that, that feeling, feeling that I that I felt in the yeah, ground yeah. Uh, to the viewer. Yeah. Another thing is to spend time. You know, if I have only two days, I won't I won't do the project because it's not enough time for me. Yeah. Two days, it's it's what I want to do without my camera. Yeah. You know, build the building the right connections. Yeah. Get to know the people. Get to know the stories. Um, so really, like the the act of taking the photo is the last bit of the process. Yes. A lot of groundwork goes into it. it. It's the last thing. It's also the shortest thing. Yeah. If a person I'm taking his photos agrees, let's say, and, and we find the, the best spot or taking the photos part will be a few minutes. A few minutes. Because after that, it, it, the, the magic is, is gone. gone. He got the point. He, you know, he's not a model. He's not going to stand there for forever. Yeah. Forever. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you have to be quick about it. You have to know what you want. You have to to look at constantly look at light and look at the environment. Yeah. Um, but also, most importantly, is make him comfortable at the place you want to make the photos, or give him uh, the opportunity to offer a place. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. So um, letting them have kind of like a bit of input into the creative process yeah. as well. Yeah. Before at the start, you're talking about. I'm going back to the start now. Okay. Moving on Sorry. from the front. no, 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 no. Um, you talked about the courage it took to to go freelance yeah. after you know working for a company and mm. and I was saying to you a lot of people in my generation, although you're not that, that much older than me, um, they they dream of doing their own thing and getting rich quick and having the money. Mm-hmm. And seeing kind of like, you know, glamorous lifestyles on Instagram, like when you own your own business or you're yeah. doing your own thing, you're doing things you love. Talk us, maybe talk the audience through that courage. Cause I'm sure it's not as easy as everyone thinks it is to do your own thing. Yeah. Go back to that moment where you went, this is, this is it. I'm, I'm leaving, you know, the average kind of job where I, I work for someone, I get a paycheck every mm-hmm. week to, to really going I have to work every day mm-hmm. to make to not only to make ends meet but to to kind of have a good like have a manageable life as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, everything changed when you become a freelance. Yeah. Um, I don't know how it works in each country, but you know, if if I'm sick. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. You're not going to get money for that. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, you know, weekends, holidays, nobody cares, you know. It's or you work or you don't. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, things go from there. I'm not, I'm not doing 24 hours what I want to do. I take, still I take jobs that I'm not necessarily in love with. Uh, but it helps me do what I want to do later. <laughs> yeah. How, how important, and, we, and this is something else we said before, was that how important is it to do stuff without the expectation of, of money as well, especially in a creative field like this. I, you know, I've met people who refuse to do things for free. Yeah. 
and then they're wondering why opportunities don't come to them. Mm. How important is it to be able to to be humble, I guess, yeah, and say sometimes not every single opportunity will have money, but it comes with other benefits. Mm-hmm. In terms of contacts, in terms of exposure, yeah. I mean, for yourself, in your experience, did you know how was that an important part of the learning process for you as well? Doing things where you didn't necessarily get paid money, but yeah. it opened other doors. Well, I, I'll tell you honestly, the best things that I did didn't give. I, I didn't earn one dollar making those. Um, even like publishing on National Geographic stuff like that. I I didn't even ask. For, for the money I didn't care because it was such a huge opportunity um, so it was all about that um, I didn't sometimes I don't want to bring money into the table because people act funny <laughs> people act funny talking about money yeah. I don't know yeah um, so so I can say that on the other hand uh, people still need to live uh, you need to eat you need to uh, to do your thing so I think it's also an, an attitude you know, about an, an approach about money. Hmm. But what is money? How much money you need? Um, I always tell people, if I'm getting rich doing what I'm doing, I'm totally failing. If I'm getting rich while, while covering yeah. what I'm covering, I'm, I'm, I'm not doing justice to, to those people. I, I, that you're, I, you want to help. Yeah, that I want to help. Yeah. Um, so money is not my first or my top five, uh, <laughs> you know, priority. It's not. I want to live good. I want to have a, a nice life. But I don't want to consume too much. I don't want to... Uh, I don't want to... I don't want money to take over uh, my job and my choices. Yeah. So, you know, it's a balance. You it's need to. Balance. You need to, to balance it. But for sure, priority is... Go do what you want to do. Go with your heart. Go with your instincts, you know. Go with your... Like you said, a lot of people want to succeed really, really fast. Tell you the truth. I don't know what I want to become. I know my path. Mm. I know I, I go there. Sometimes I run there. But <laughs> I'm not in a hurry. Yeah, like, yeah. I'll get there. Yeah. I'll get there. So patience is... Yeah, patient and keep doing. Keep yeah. doing, keep meeting more people... Um, and keep asking yourself if this is what you want to do. Yeah, the self-awareness of mm-hmm. knowing whether... Yeah, yeah. A lot of people do things they think they should do or do things for the crowd that they built too fast or, you know, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, for me, it's important that the people who are following me or, or in the, that community... Um, they get the best of what I do, but um, that I don't fool them. That I don't like, like do what I do for them. Mm. You know, it's mm. it's important for me. Yeah. Yeah. So the self, like the self awareness thing, is a big thing. I mean, the big reason why we we are working together is because you said yourself before that mm-hmm. you knew that writing wasn't your strength. Yes. And you had to reach out and ask someone to help. And yeah. now I'm here in Paris. <laughs> How important do you think self-awareness is for, for like young, not just young photographers mm. that, you know, that look up to you and or look up to any other photographer, but as just as for young people in general, for anyone in general, how important yeah. is that self-awareness? It's very important. You have to know your strength and, and your weaknesses. 
Um, and you can't think that you only have strength. You can be very talented, have a lot of fields that you can, you can work in, but um, getting, getting there alone will take much more time and will be hard. And, you know, I, I don't think we were born to be alone or work alone. And, and I think it's always good to find people who are smarter and have set of skills that you don't have. Um, for me, the language was always a barrier. My mother language is Hebrew and only 8 million people speak that. So I'm pretty screwed in this world. <laughs> but uh, I learned English with, with work. Uh, I learned a little French with living in, in France for the past two years. And, and I communicate. I'm, I communicate with the, the photos, which is another huge language. But um, I'm always looking for um, writers and, and someone who can help me in that field because I think it's very important. I, I always say the, a photo can be a thousand words, but one thousand words might not be enough to tell the story. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a good way of putting it. So adding few words won't hurt anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and also, I mean, writing has, it's an art of itself. I take a lot of notes uh, before and after taking the photos. It's really important for me to remember the names of the people, to give them the proper stage, you know, put, really put them on a pedestal, you know? Yeah. Um, show show they are heroes, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because I remember when we, when we Skype called for that water project mm -hmm. we were doing, like your, when you were telling me your notes, I had my, I was taking my own notes and had pages and pages of notes of, of the places and, and the importance of kind of putting people in the place with you, mm -hmm. with the words and the photography is just like, it just takes the work to another level. I think, sure. I think that's so important. Um, I don't know if we're allowed to talk about this, but I'm just going to, I can delete it after. All right. <laughs> but you gave me a bit of a look at a, at a project you, you, you're doing. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you want to plug it. I don't know if you want to give people a bit of a heads up, insight into it. Um, sure, yeah. No, no secrets here. I'm, a, <laughs> I'm an open book. <laughs> um, like we talked about before, there's so much, we're talking so much about politics and news and gossip and, and you know, celebrities and things that really don't matter and doesn't do anything yeah. good. Um, and I want, I want to shift that conversation to, to better things, you know, it doesn't have to be like saving the world. It can be just, you know, knowing the world and knowing yeah. there's a world out there. So I, I plan to do some social events uh with the photos and i want to publish uh like the photos i want to publish it as, as a magazine um i also want uh to start a kickstarter to you know to bring people um so it's not only my project but together with a community of people we can publish uh, a product um and and also benefit um different organizations and grassroots groups that help with different causes and yeah what, what else do you want to hear right now? <laughs> no, that's perfect and so i guess like um, for everyone for everyone that will listen to this later yeah. um i've seen the the, the first yeah. prototype yeah and 
although he's not happy with the colors, it's it looks really good, and I can't wait. I can't wait for people to see it. Yeah, yeah. I think it it gives gives also the people here in the photos. You know, I I don't sell my photos mm. as as art prints. Mm -hmm. It's like it's something I decided not to do, um, just to give these people more respect. Of course, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, they're not for sale. Let's yeah. say it that way. Yeah. And this is also why, if I'm publishing this magazine, it doesn't. It it's not gonna go to my pocket. It's gonna go to the to the expense of doing that. It's expensive because it's and it's to be a good print and also to um, to donate to uh, different organizations um, about the same stories I'm publishing. If it's about the albinism in in Malawi, different others. Yeah. Outside of the of the screen. Yeah, no, you can touch sure. it. It's on paper. There's something different when the when the images are printed. Yeah, yeah, it just makes a big difference. Yeah, I think also when you hold something in your hands, uh, you give it the proper attention. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. So it's the only thing in your hands. You can't yeah. swipe. <laughs> you can't swipe. You can't swipe, and that makes such a big difference. You have to. You have to look at it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm 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 so excited for the book. Thank you. Um, I can't wait. I'll be buying my own. <laughs> well, I I hope you do more than that and help me write some of the yeah, stories. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll I'll be I'll be glad to. <laughs> For sure. So I'm gonna do a little like fun things now. All right. Top three pieces of advice for young creatives. <laughs> so like three things that if someone like I mean when I first met you. Yes. And you know how I asked like, even before I asked anything of you, I said what are, what are three things that I that I should keep in mind when I'm pursuing this this path, like you said, mm -hmm. and obviously I took your advice on board, but maybe now the advice might have changed after a year and a half. Yeah. So if, if someone else was to come up to you and be like, I want to do what you do, mm -hmm. what are the top three things you would say to, to that person? Well, let me start with the first thing. I, I, I don't know if the top thing, but it's what I'm thinking about now because just yesterday I had a conversation here. I met a photographer and he told he asked me if i can promote uh his photography and i asked him okay what what is it do you want to promote and he said i don't know i have a lot of projects i'm not sure yet first thing know what you want yeah you know if you approach someone <laughs> know what you want to show yeah you know what is it that you want to tell yeah. What is it that you want to show? What is it that you after? Are you running to be a famous photographer? There's not such a thing. You know, what is the story you're running after? What interests you? Yeah. Um so I think the the first thing is be focused. And and if not if not you're not there yet, look for it. Look your your focus, you know? Do do all kind of things to know what you don't want to do and what you want to do. Yeah, I think that really really helped me to narrow down the options. Yeah, you know it, it makes me makes my head a lot um, clearer. You know, clearer. Yeah, I don't do that. I don't do that. I don't do that. This is what I do. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. and if this is what I do, this is what I want to do the best. Mm -hmm. And so I think being focused is really important. Um, we talk about patient and and i think it's also an important thing especially in this era that everything is so quick and we see so many people like succeed and and i put in the the succeeding quote because 
what is success? We have so many ways of, of defining success, you know? Yeah. Um, let me find an original third one. Okay. <laughs> Take your time. <laughs> um... You know why I said three things while you think about it? Yeah. I studied psychology in school. Okay. And, and it's um, people remember things in threes. Interesting. Yeah. So the mind, <laughs> the, like, like people's minds can remember, it's meant to be five plus or minus two things, but the optimum number is three. Huh. So I've been told. No, don't, no, don't, don't send me hate mail, that's wrong. <laughs> so... Um... I'll tell you honestly, for me, the most um, successful projects that I do are the projects that I have the best um, access to. Yeah. And, and, and I, think, I think that'll be the, the third one. Even it can be the first one. Because <laughs> inside access for a documentary photography yeah. is the most important thing. You know, I talked in, in Ethiopia, I was invited to speak to local photographers. And there were there were really talented people there, like really talented people, and they were complaining that they don't get enough uh, opportunities to do and and have so many foreign photographers come to Ethiopia and do the project and everything. And I told them really clearly, I wish I had your access, that, the yeah. language, the, the knowing knowing your country, moving around quickly, having so much time to be here i wish i had this kind of access use the access usually the biggest story you'll do is under your nose yeah all this time because yeah. it's only you that can do it and only you that can be so close to it yeah 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 um damn that's a good one <laughs> yeah so so that's good I, mean? i think people take for granted they look at other people and yeah. what they have and they want that whereas you have skills and, and access of your own yeah. that you can bring to the table and I think that's so... And, and I see it every project because, you know, I, I go to those places, I don't look like the, the local, I don't speak the local language. There is a huge bridge I need to cross um, and I do it by learning a lot of words, um, trying to, you know, act like a local... I'm breaking my, my English to fit like the, yeah, like the, the accent. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I try to do everything I can to get close to the people. Mm. And it's funny because, you know, the, 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 we talked about this, um, this uh, project that you like about the, the Jewish uh, Ethiopians, the Falashmore people. Yeah. And what was amazing about this project, because it's the first time I felt... I have the best inside access. access. You know, I didn't know. I didn't know being from Israel, being Jewish, going to this place will give me the ticket to do it. Yeah. You know, you come there today, um, there's a good chance you're not going to get in. They, they'll check your passport. Uh, they'll they'll yeah, do yeah. like a security check on you. Um, being there, a part of them mm -hmm. was my best access. Mm. best access i i felt free to go in front of them when they're praying you know and, and to, to the, yeah yeah and, and all that so inside yeah. access that's i think that's a good one inside I, access. i'm trying to think of because i i can relate to that when i'm traveling like yeah i think it was easier to to take photos and and, and kind of approach people yeah when you have a point of similarity mm-hmm 
So when I was in Cambodia, I found that easy. Even though I'm not Cambodian, I kind of like look like them. Yeah. And I was able to to kind of bridge that gap quicker. Yeah, Whereas yeah, when I was in you. when I was in the townships of of Africa, it was it was harder because we were so obviously different. Yes. There's a there's an immediate kind of mistrust. Yes. Which I think exists mm-hmm. naturally, not because of anything, but just but just because like you're an outsider. Exactly. So I think that's a great that's a great exactly. piece of advice. Yeah. Okay. Next top three. All right. Top three people that are inspiring you right now. Oh, wow, wow, wow. They can be anyone. We can plug We can plug whoever. We'll tag them in whatever, however we publish this stuff. They can, um, they can be, like, super famous. They can be just your mom. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. Um, so, again, people who are... Inspiring you right now. Inspiring right now. Right in this moment, at this at this interview, who are the three people that are inspiring you right now? Wow. Um, that's gonna take a minute here. <laughs> um, I mean, from from a photography standpoint. In any standpoint, you can be whatever you want. Yeah, I mean. Well, you think should I just like ramble on some stuff for you? Like I'll just talk while you think. Sure, sure, sure. It'll take me. It'll take me a minute. Like I know. I know one of one of them is uh like Jimmy Nelson for sure. Yeah. Uh, the photographers. He's doing amazing projects. Um. Going really far to get them, and he's. I mean, by now he's well known, but uh, I think his approach is really is really good and important. Um. There is one photographer who is not famous, and he's a good friend uh, in Israel. We can tag him. Yeah, we will. We'll definitely <laughs> tag him. Um, back when I when I did weddings, he was a still photographer, and we did weddings together. I'm, I did the video, and he did the still. And he always had those little, you know, little cliches about <laughs> photography that yeah. were so true you know yeah yeah uh, i remember one time i even wrote about him once in, in instagram he told me like a famous photographer said it once uh, copa i think his name mm-hmm. like a war photographer you know if your photographs are not good enough get, get closer um but he but my friend for my friend it wasn't only the the physical get closer to the subject it was also get closer to get closer to the to the story. Yeah. Like be interested by the story. Yeah. And then you get closer to the subject. Yeah, yeah. Um. So it, it gave the 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 cliche and a different level. Yeah. And so he he was like. So like what's his what's his name? His name his name is Jan Slatkov, and. <laughs> you can plug plug his. <laughs> I, I I will send him send you his. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um. The last will be uh, a different story. Mm. Um, when you're traveling, you often find people, very special people, yeah. who got out of their comfort zone, out of the the race, that race we're living in, you yeah. know, who want to live their life different. Yeah. And these people really inspired me. And every time I go somewhere, I, I meet someone like that. Yeah. And my last trip to Ethiopia, I met this guy. And I did a, a film about him for, for Israeli TV. Hmm. He, he moved to Ethiopia to a very not popular 
place. Yeah. We're talking about like Somali region, um, no water, no tourists, basically, basically nothing. This white dude, redhead, you know, living in Ethiopia, speaking the local, the, the local uh, language for three years. He's now there um, helping local farmers to grow uh, tomatoes. You know, amazing. Um, you know, he bring he brings uh, Israeli technology because the soil is is similar or something, the climate, so they help like with the Israeli techniques. But he doesn't he doesn't want to change them. He used their methods. So you see him on a donkey carrying tomatoes. <laughs> you see whatever they do, he, he does. does. But he just um, explained like about different disease, soil disease, uh, different. Um, seeds uh, and, and stuff like that and he recommends the Ethiopian uh, Ministry of Agriculture um, which seeds to bring in to the country and quietly quietly far away from the cameras without anyone knowing for the f for the past uh, three years he brings more uh, opportunities to farmers in Ethiopia which are 85% of Ethiopia which is 85 million people yeah um, these people are amazing. Yeah. These people that are not, he doesn't have a Facebook. He doesn't have an Instagram. <laughs> he's so focused about what he's doing. Yeah. He believes in what he's doing. That it's really inspiring. To yeah. Um, and it, every time it's someone else, he's just the last guy that I met. Yeah. But, um, you find those people and yeah. like, these are the people I want to be surrounded by. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. And the last three. Okay. This is easy. This is easy. All right. Three bands that you're listening to or musicians. Bands. They don't have to be a band. It can be anyone. But. Um. Well, this morning we listened to Jack Johnson a little bit. I think. Was. Yeah. Who am I listening to here? I want to see. He's gone to his Mac. Uh, to look at his latest playlist on YouTube. I think we got it. I think that was the question that stumped you. Every other question was so much harder than this. No, that's a hard question because music is is life. <laughs> um, let me be a little more original on that. Okay. Let me surprise you, okay? Okay. Let me even show you. All right. A band that I'm listening to, it's called Awa. Alright? Three girls from Israel with a Yemen Yemen background. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, they're sisters. Three sisters. Uh, their parents moved from Yemen to Israel. Nice. And they keep their legacy alive. Even the music you listen to has a meaning behind it. <laughs> they became uh, they became a huge success yeah. uh, in Israel, and it's that's awesome. That's so cool. I got one more. You got one more. There is, there is a, a song I, I'm trying to... 
there's a song I every editing session I listen to. Okay, that this will be a good one. Um, it's not like something too too big. But I'm looking for it. Oh, here it is. J views. <laughs> This is the ad. <laughs> yeah, this is the ad. <laughs> Sorry about that. I should use Spotify, yeah? So this is a guy, he's located uh, in New York. Yep. He's doing, uh, he's like a producer, musician. This is like a full-on like orchestra. Yeah, well that's a cover, I think, to his song. He brings different artists to sing. Uh, That's to sing. Awesome. Yes. It's called J-Views. Perfect. Yeah. A little bit off of the mainstream. Uh. Well, Jay Johnson is pretty <laughs> And that's it. That is the very first 8-8 podcast. Big thank you to Leo for taking the time to sit down with us. And we hope that all of you got something really useful out of it. I know I did. It was um, an incredible conversation to have with an incredibly talented creative. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at The88Co. Don't forget to sign up to our mailing list at The88.co. Thank you so much once more for being part of this. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you at the next one.